Sidious, Altius, Fortius, Faster, Higher, Fortnite. That's how today's competitors win. Being higher. And no high top sneaker is higher than the new Adidas countertop. Rising upward like a really tall mountain in the Himalayas, the countertop reaches new frontiers, providing support not only for your ankles, but shins, thighs, knees and toes. Knees and toes. Knees and toes. Forged in a Pittsburgh steel factory, made from melted ore lava and recycled milk cartons, the new Adidas take your game to the next level. Countertop level. If your goal is to outrun a cheetah, or to attain a vertical leap sufficient to clean leaves out of your gutters without a ladder, this is the shoe for you. The Breakthrough Smart Sneaker packs an endless list of game-changing features, including a dehumidifier for killing fungus and any odors that might shut down your olfactory system, built-in real-time analytics broadcasts of your athletic shortcomings, and an optional Bose speaker, powerful enough to emasculate you in front of any crowd. The Bluetooth app syncs with your pacemaker and injects the precise amount of EPO and performance-enhancing steroids from a compartment cloaked from law enforcement by the social distancing meter. Push your game to a new zenith. Reach for the countertop. Brought to you by LinkedIn Marketing and B-Squared Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Marketing Companion, the most entertaining business podcast out there. And we're certainly going to live up to that reputation today uh, with a special guest, Brooke Sellis. Our usual co-host is on vacation, and I encouraged her to just sort of disconnect from everything. And uh, this gives me an opportunity to bring one of my great friends on to the show who's going to have a lot of great insights for us today. I'd like to say hello to Fabio Tambosi. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Mark. Uh, always so good to catch up with you. So I've known you for many, many years, um, and we've just have this amazing symbiotic relationship where every time we get together, the ideas and the sparks just fly. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you on today. Now, uh, you know, you've done a great job building your personal brand over the years. But in case our listeners have not heard of you, uh, Fabio is the head of brand communications, planning and activation for Adidas. Or if you're one of our European listeners, Adidas. And uh, in this role... He is driving this process across all global categories and key markets, acting as a creator and orchestrator of the global annual brand narrative, consumer journey, communications, and product calendar. So this is no small job. And I need like, it's like I need a scorecard to keep up with you. Every time we talk, 
you have a new promotion, a new job. So this is so congratulations on all your success. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, yeah, a lot of hard work goes into it, but also we can only do these things if you either have an incredible brand behind you, but also an amazing team, right? This year has been a super unusual year for yeah. everybody, and, and it just shows even more the importance of, of a powerful brand, but also it's all about people. You know, it's about the human side of the business, and I'm really lucky to have an incredible team. Well, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary opportunity to talk to you because we're so aligned in our views around this human-centered marketing approach. And I think the opportunity to talk to you in the context of this pandemic is going to be amazing. But the first question I'd like to ask you, and it's sort of a tradition I have asking mm -hmm. all of my all of my guests now. We'll ignore the fact that you're the first guest I've had on the show in probably two or three years, because usually it's me or Brooke. So it's kind of a new tradition. But I think the first question that a lot of people would want to know is, what do you love most about me? Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Besides the amazing food and ribs that you made for me when I came to Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> That's enough I, right there. <laughs> I think you should have just leave on a high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to explore that too deeply. But, but you, <laughs> I think, you know, Mark, uh, I've always said this to you. It's like, I think you, as a marker, right, you you always two, three steps ahead, right? Mm. And it's incredible that every time you and I get together and sometimes just like just to talk, uh, about what's coming and what's going to happen. Then you fast forward two years and it actually happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, we were at your beautiful house, you know, brainstorming and having amazing food, talking about you know, what's happening with marketing, right? And how how the world is transforming marketing. And I was like, I was like look, Mark, you're a rebellious guy. Uh, and, and you are transforming marketing in a way. And we talked about the human marketing, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about the people, the story, the personal story. And one of my favorite creator principles that, you know, we've coined in all the works I do is, you know, we got to hear the human and not the hero, right? Especially yeah. when you're talking to athletes mm -hmm. and entertainers. Everybody knows, you know, James Harden, Lionel Messi, Patrick Mahomes, for what they do in the field, but if we put the brand as, as the centerpiece of a platform to to bring self-expression and hero the human, uh, that's where the stories become rich. And, and I go back to always, you know, if we're going to say something that Fox News or ESPN can say it, then we're just reporting, mm -hmm. we're not telling the story. And it's crazy. That's what I love about you. You're all about the human side of marketing, you know, and you've always done. Well, thank you. Thank you. And that's that's something we certainly share in common. So I want to get right into the, the nitty gritty here, because the last conversation you and I had a few weeks ago, you were lamenting the fact that all of your advertising filming had been suspended because of COVID and you were going to do a commercial with David Beckham. And you said, do you realize how hard it's going to be to reschedule with David Beckham? So one of the <laughs> things I've been, I've been wondering about, and I think this would be a great insight you could give to our listeners today is how are you just 
you know, day to day managing a, a marketing and advertising schedule when so much has been disrupted with COVID. Just give us like peel back the curtain a little bit for us. And here you are with all these, you know, you got these stars lined up and these studios lined up and production schedules and boom, it's all gone. What's going on there? How are you adjusting and pivoting to this? You have to stay, I call it, the pulse of, of, of the community, right? Um, and I think what COVID has taught us is actually that usually a, 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 a lead time for a global creative process, you're talking about 12 to 18 months mm. in a pre-COVID stage. Mm-hmm. What COVID taught us is that agile content creation is even more important. And then, you know, you and I talked about the notion of like uh, moving with speed and precision, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the whole uh, notion of agile learning, you know, and, and learning as a growth mindset is what allows you to stay on the post of, 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 of humanity and society. So the very first thing we did uh, for, to, to really stay in tune with, with society, right? And don't forget, right, as soon as the world started coming out of the COVID at a global stage, we have one of the largest racial social movements mm-hmm. with Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. in, in, the, in history mm-hmm. in the most recent years. So it's like as soon as you're putting your head above the water, something happens. There's another, right? there's another wave coming it, at you. Exactly. So mm-hmm. well, what I sat uh, with my agency and I said, listen, what I like to do is that because we cannot go out to the world, we have to bring the world back into our office. So we establish a what we call a creative panel, mm-hmm. right? And we map 500 consumers around the world, where we do bi-weekly Zoom sessions. Wow! Right, and and we establish the the, the demographics, the behaviors, right, uh, to actually bring them into the creative process. Hmm. Right, and and right there you have real life insights generation mm-hmm. that it's helping, you know, uh, you to stay relevant mm-hmm. uh, in in what you do and say. Right, so the world is out there, and you can reach the world from wherever you are. So we do Zoom sessions with people in Tokyo, in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, in in the UK, and mm-hmm. Paris. You name it. And then we have this group of 500 consumers that has been on the journey with us for about the last six months. Mm. Now, how are you? So, how are you adjusting to the the to activating the creative process? So, you have these insights and you have this narrative, but can you actually make ads right now, or are you basically? Not 100%. Yeah. So, are you kind of limited to? Okay, what can our what can our studios and advertising partners do from from their homes? Yeah, so one hundred percent. Here's I'm gonna first use a couple data points, mm-hmm. and then actually I'm gonna use a concept that I learned from Brooke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a couple data points, right? We know it's just a fact that when you drop a piece of content in your social media platforms, you only get between two 
to four percent of engagement. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because of the algorithms that you know, I mean, we just saw Facebook earnings results, uh, which is astonishing to mm-hmm. to the reality of in the middle of a boycott. Yes. Mark Zuckerberg delivered the highest yeah. earnings he's had it right. Mm-hmm. Well, hence the source of his arrogance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd say, like, I'm not expressing any, like, favorite or opinion yeah, about him. Right, understood. But it's just, you know, Facebook right now, and not just Facebook, it's like Google, you know, you name Amazon, mm-hmm. YouTube. The algorithm is the revenue source because it's an advertising tool, mm-hmm. if you actually think about it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, you have only 2 to 4%. I think organic engagement if you don't put paid media behind well actually means that out of 100 million followers that you may have in your brand channel only 2% of them gets to see your content Mm -hmm. this is where it leads me to the concept of learn from Brooke right Mm -hmm. the 30 by 30 which is there's absolutely no shame of repurposing and resurfacing content that your consumers have seen because only 2% of 100 million people actually have got the chance to see. Absolutely. And another learning that I actually we picked up from one of our uh, uh, digital part of commerce, I, I can't name them, mm-hmm. but what they do is they put a content on their website, you know, they're an online store, uh, and if it's not performing well, they take it down and they, they either re-edit or just they reshoot at the same stuff. So you it comes out as it's feeling fresh. So this is what we did. When you think about it, how much content do you think a brand like Adidas has captured in the last five years that hasn't actually been used because he didn't make an edit, he didn't make a cut of a film? that we can actually resurface, not to mention mm, mm, uh, mm. the ability to license footage from the professional leagues. Mm. So, Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah, so there's – there's, and I've noticed that too in a, in a lot of advertising. I can tell <coughs> that they're repurposing <laughs> snippets of other pieces of content or stock images and stuff like that. So mm. that makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm curious. Uh, I want to follow up on – on this idea that you have about the the, the remote um, consumer groups that you have, the fi- the team of five hundred, you know, one of the things that I'm fascinated about, and and you know, I think from a personal standpoint, this pandemic and the resulting you know economic crises and human crises that are occurring, I mean, it it, it makes me sad every day. But from an academic standpoint, it's actually, it's just fascinating to watch the business world and the marketing world evolve. And one of the most interesting things is to sort of begin to think about what behaviors are going to be changing. And I'm wondering if there's Anything you can tell us about you know, your philosophy or your ideas about now we've got people who are doing more exercising, let's say, in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're using your, uh, your gear, your products in different ways. Are you starting to see trends in the pandemic that are going to transcend the pandemic and begin to become 
permanent consumer behaviors? Yeah, I think, I mean, um, this is, you know, all information I'm going to share. It's all public knowledge. So okay. it, it is, you know, the understanding and the definition of what, of what sport is mm. ha- had already been starting to be redefined, right? Uh, in, in January, February of this year, we actually launched a women's campaign that the big call to action is it's reimagine sport play mm. away mm. and you see a lot of uh crossing over between sports or categories of sports to help you to become a better athlete here's an interesting data point right i think is lebron james he spends about five million dollars a year on self-care Right? Of course, it, wow. it, it's astronomical because of what he is, yeah. but he treats his body as an enterprise, yeah. right? Wow. Like, because his body, it, it's not just about the body, it's about the mind, it's about the soul, right? So, this notion of mindfulness and betterment has crossed over in full speed and in, in the middle of the pandemic that has only accentuated exponentially because the pandemic it was a health it was a world health problem and people were starting to go oh my gosh like today I can be here tomorrow I can no longer be here yes so this the, the redefinition of what sport means for the mass majority of the consumer has changed to towards more of an ambition to live a better life that's fascinating than just being a high performance athlete because we all know it's the statistics mm-hmm. only one percent of everybody who plays a sport at a competitive level actually makes it to the professional league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you've got to open the aperture of the definition and meaning of sport for the world yeah i love that you know and i it, it mean it resonates with me i mean it's one of the things that's changed about me i mean i i had the virus and I mm-hmm. had some pretty scary moments. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to get that out of my mind. You know, it's, it, it, and I, and I think anybody who's had this virus, which is now millions of people, even if you don't have to be hospitalized, even if the symptoms aren't that serious, it sort of ref- reframes your perspective. My, uh, stepson had the virus and he's an athlete. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's a runner and, and he likes to hike and bike. You know, mm-hmm. he'll do a, you know, he just did a century bike ride. And I mean, it's even had a profound impact on him and his mindset toward health. So I think that's a very interesting perspective. And, and, you know, I saw this thing in the Wall Street Journal that, you know, everybody who gets seriously ill with the disease, emotionally impacts nine people around them yeah, yeah. so i mean I, I i think that's so interesting that this death this definition of well, sport here's, is here's changing a personal, mm-hmm. here's a personal experience right mm-hmm. like uh you know i have a five-year-old daughter yeah she's she, lovely she's everything to me mm-hmm. uh we we have this habit of you know letting her spend a week two weeks with the grandma in Slovakia, right? Mm-hmm. My wife is from Slovakia, so my daughter was in Slovakia when all the borders in Europe starting to shut down. Jeff, wow. hey Mark, 
When that started to happen, my wife and I got in the car at three in the morning Mm -hmm. to drive to Slovakia Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that we're there with her to come back because the thought of potentially being closed and not being able to cross a border to be able to be with my daughter just yeah. scared I'm like no that's yeah, not that's, 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 that's life changing exactly mm-hmm. and so uh, the pandemic not just from a health perspective from mm-hmm. your point emotional perspective yeah yeah and and, and, and no it, no one's really capturing that you no. know everyone's focusing on hospitalizations and death rates yeah. but the emotional toll you know, I uh, you know I know you're familiar with 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 Martin Lindstrom, one of my great mm-hmm. heroes in this space, and and he contends that we're going to have a generation who's conditioned uh, to to have really post traumatic stress disorder because mm-hmm. our the fear part of our brain, and I mm-hmm. mean think about the implications for marketing. I mean it is vast, it is vast, and we don't. We don't really mm-hmm. know. You know, I, I'd, I'd like to just, and, you know, we're going to keep going here because we have such momentum with this conversation, but I do do need to just uh, mention one of our sponsors, and I'm glad that you brought, uh, you know, Brooke up, uh, who is, is, you know, taught you some things and has taught all of us so th- so so many things. Uh, she's I just so proud of how she's emerging as a thought leader. She's done great things with B Squared Media and has really reinvented this space in terms of online customer care. And she's got the best team of social media managers and advertisers I've seen anywhere. So if you go to uh, B Squared dot media and then slash companion, you can find out how you can get $10,000 credit uh, if you sign up for uh, one of the uh, customer care contracts there. And uh, you've just got to experience it yourself. You know, customer care in most companies is sort of a check to be uh, a box to be checked. She has really reinvented the space to make this an integral marketing strategy that can change your marketing narrative. So I hope you'll check it out. Sign up for a free consultation and uh, and get going with B squared today. So one of the, uh, here's another trend that's that's I just have to ask you about in terms of this e-commerce surge and how this is playing out in a big brand like 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 Adidas. Uh, it's just been amazing to see that like April, May, June, the the money being spent on e-commerce is like. Um, Black Friday holiday numbers every single month. So has this, how has this impacted your thinking and your strategy or was Adidas already sort of ready to scale like that? Yeah, it has impacted like significantly, right? Um, Last couple of days we announced our our e-com growth uh, at 93%. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh, 93%. 93%. 93%. Yeah, and it's booming. Double. You know, and it's uh, it, it, the interesting thing is, you know, it's the store that you never have to close, mm-hmm. right? It, it's always open, right? So being available all the time, 24-7, it's just a huge benefit in being able to, to, to serve our consumers in that way. Mm-hmm. 
and I think we've seen a surge in consumer consumption online, mainly because during the lockdown, uh, you're just at home uh, and you, you you have a little bit more idle time and able to, to shop around. And mm-hmm. and then there's the, the business impact, the negative business impact that the COVID had across every company and brand, mm-hmm. you know, and the entire supply chain, which is inventory levels, right? Because factories oh, wow. were closed down right and weren't able to ship product from the factory to the store so mm. your retailers are canceling orders and that's just a domino effect uh, of the pandemic across industries supply chain everything so one of the big learnings that I've, I've, I've taken with me this is you know now the what would prevent brands and companies to really make the shift towards a digital first Mm -hmm. offense Mm -hmm. it was the risk of losing business Mm -hmm. well let me just break it to you Mm -hmm. covid came and took your money Mm -hmm. right so that fear of making bolder moves has been taken away Mm -hmm. because the financial impact it just went across everybody so you go it's it's a it's a survival instinct right now that people or you know what either I do this or I die, mm. right? No pun intended. So has it come down? To, I mean, so like for the people that you report to and the you know the high strategy, the overarching strategy of a big company, big brand like Adidas, has it come down to you? Has it impacted your narrative to say let's go go go, or is it like? Look, our narrative is our narrative. Let's keep the ship steady. We just need to make some tweaks. Uh, I think, you know, in any crisis, right? Like, and I'll pull it up a little bit, uh, uh, Mark, mm-hmm. more from a general terms, because uh, it, COVID literally leveled the playing field for everybody, mm-hmm. not just one brand or one industry. So first thing you do in the middle of a crisis, is you, you got to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you pause, and then if you didn't adjust your narrative, you you would be talking to consumers in a way that they'd be like, "Where you've been, mm. right? Like, why are you saying these things to me when like the reality is the other?" So, we did have to change our narrative. We did have to rethink of an entire marketing mix mm. or distribution. Mm-hmm. of content as a strategy. You know, your media buy, your performance marketing investment. And then you have to literally point all arrows to dot com. Mm, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right? So, wow. So what then a, you see yeah. Mind-boggling change. Mind-boggling it change. Is, it is. Like, it's this mm-hmm. exponential growth mm-hmm. because you're not diverting your consumers to multiple touch points. All leads, all roads leads to dot com. Wow. So, um, Let's switch gears here a little bit because one of the things that always energizes me when I talk to you is your heart and passion for human-centered marketing. And I always get excited about, you know, once a month you send me a link to something and say, look at this, look at this, look at what we're doing. So, uh, I mean, that is always a lot of uh, fun for me. So, 
And, 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 and I think one of the m- remarkable things about Adidas is, you know, it's hard for a big global brand, uh, in some big office tower to really be human and connect on an emotional level, but you're doing it. So can you give us some insights about how you're driving that? You know, because I mean, you have never wavered from that commitment. And here you are with this big brand. Uh, you've worked with a lot of big companies, a lot of big brands in your career. And here you are with this great opportunity and you're making it happen. So talk a little bit about you, how you're doing that in the, in the context of this big global company. I think for me, it's the, I'm going to say this with the biggest humility in the world, Mark, and you mm. know me, but I don't think it's very hard. Mm. We, we have uh, one of the m- most inspiring channels that any brand would die for, mm. which is our athletes. Right. And, 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 we, and those guys, those people, they are a force of influence that shapes culture, that shapes societies, that feeds young kids' dreams, mm. right? True. And all we have to do is, is to pull the curtain behind their lives. And I go back to the creative principle, hero the human and not the hero. Mm-hmm. The hero is so we call them the modern version of the Avengers, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and and to me, that's what we have to do is just to tell their stories, and then you put the product as the conduit and the enabler mm-hmm. of them becoming heroes. So when you're talking about you know like a, a soccer player, you know, the football boots that they wear, it's almost like the Batman cape. Yeah, that's right? true. One hundred percent. And and the, the gear, you know, the the jersey, you know, the the that our athletes wear on the field of play, you know, is the armor of, of the Avengers, right? So mm-hmm. you don't have to to over complicate the story. You just gotta humanize Well I wanna the I, I wanna call you out a little bit here though, because you're right and I I I agree with you that you've got a lot to work with here. But here's the thing I admire about you. So talk a little bit about, so you made me aware of this campaign where you, it was one of the most beautiful, emotional human campaigns where you had the athletes talk a little bit about their backstory. And then you had this program where people could customize their gear with, I think you said maybe there were a thousand different words or something like that. So, to, I mean, so give yourself credit here that, yeah, you've got a lot to work with, but you're pushing it to a whole new level in terms of emotion and humanity yeah. and connectivity. So talk a little bit about that campaign, which I think was yeah. remarkable. Yeah. It's the Ready for Sport campaign, right? Mm-hmm. And and that, that a lot of that insight uh, came from that panel that I told you about the 500 yeah. consumers mm-hmm. because when I start watching with a lot of brands are doing with COVID, they're just literally putting a mirror in front of you and showing how painful your life was, right? It was like dreadful. It was like depressing, you know, and, and to me, 
what sport gives you, it's, it's a platform of joy and optimism. So when we start talking to consumers and to our athletes, we, they, they did not tell us what they're feeling. They told us where they're missing the most. Mm, missing the most. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you got, I, we got down to the two key insights, which is joy and optimism. Mm-hmm. So well, it's, it's, of, it's introducing vulnerability to the brand. Exactly. So fascinating. Exactly. Fascinating. Yeah. And, and and so we got to a point of there's a shift that brands needs to do. They got to stop thinking like a brand, mm-hmm. which wow. is so counterintuitive, right? So the way I look at Adidas, based on our core values, is to create a brand like we live and breathe by collaboration, is we treat the brand as a platform, not as a brand. So what we did, we use, we created 20 episodes of our athlete stories. And the way we created, like I forbidden our agency to actually write a script for a film. Mm. I said, we're going to do a Skype or Zoom session of an hour where we can co-create the story with the athlete, recorded everything, and then we extracted the script of the oh, film from the internet. I cannot tell you how much I love that. <laughs> 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 Truly, I do. Because, I mean, the whole, you know, the, the big problem I see in this whole COVID crisis is these big companies are sticking to these advertising scripts and they look foolish. And so I love what I, I love what you're doing there. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just over enthusiastic no, no, uh, by your response. And um, uh, just one second. Uh, so what I was getting to mm-hmm. is that, all right, their stories became an ignition point and an inspiration mm-hmm. for the consumers. And then we created an Instagram sticker, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That we invited people to say what the. What are you getting ready for? Mm-hmm. So if you go to Instagram now and you type ready for, you have the sticker that says ready for blank. And then we invited the world to tell us and create content of what they're getting ready for using the hashtag ready for sport. Mm-hmm. Right? So our launch strategy, because we did not have money, uh, what we did, which is it was the first time in the company's history, our CEO closed the town hall in Q1, revealing the film to the consumers, mm-hmm. right? And right after that, our CMO did a post, an internal post on Yammer, which is an internal tool we use, giving the entire company access to a link to download the film and inviting our employees to post the film on social media, tagging the top three favorite athletes of the brand and using the hashtag. So what happens to this? We completely hacked social media because you created it. We, we, we hacked the algorithm because it, we had about 1,600 employees posting within 24 hours before we went live on our brand channels, use the hashtag, and then they tag the favorite athlete. So what happens to when you get tagged, Mark? It shows up in your feed. Absolutely. Right. So our athletes starting reply to reply back to our employees, which then they just caught on fire on social media. Then once you drove that entire hype from the ground up, from the people to the brand 
and not from the brand to the people, we open our .com channels and then we post it across our platforms. Well, that's uh, that's that's amazing, and um, we've I've got one last question for you, and I so appreciate your time and your insights today. And I, I do want to mention our sponsor, LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. I know you are a big fan of LinkedIn. You and I often connect there, yeah. share ideas and stories, and uh, look, it's where millions of business professionals hang out. Uh, I've doubled down on LinkedIn in the last couple of years. I'm getting more traction mm-hmm. there than anywhere. And, you know, LinkedIn Marketing Solutions has done an amazing job with new advertising options, advertising platforms, analytics. So I encourage all of our listeners to go to linkedin.com forward slash companion for a $100 free advertising credit. I think the timing of this is better than ever. Look, advertising dollars are being squeezed. We've got weird things going on with, with Facebook and with, you know, with Google. Go try LinkedIn, uh, marketing. You know, both Brooke and I have had amazing success in that channel and, uh, you've got nothing to lose. So LinkedIn.com forward slash companion. Grab yourself a hundred dollars in free advertising credits. Last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Fabio is another, you know, big, thing that I've been thinking a lot about, writing a lot about, is this idea of, of, of social relevance. You had mentioned earlier the, the civil unrest, Black Lives Matter, the, you know, this, this, conv- this convulsion that's going on, not just in America, but across the world for, uh, you know, different uh, social causes. How does a big brand connect with these causes in a way that 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 is authentic that's part of the dna of the brand and it doesn't come across as as pandering or you know woke washing is becoming you know a a term that's being used right now where you know you know brands just flock to to civil causes because it's the thing to do how do you do that and respond to that in a mindful and systematic and in a way that that is trusted? I mean, the answer, uh, it's a very simplistic and short answer, mm. Mark. If this is part of your core values, then you should do it. Mm-hmm. If it's not, just don't do it because yeah. then it's just going to fall flat. Right. Like I, I, Those are the things that to me I don't dance around too much, right? Mm-hmm. because it, it's one of those things like oh, it's it's like ethics right mm-hmm. if you cannot tell your mom about it you shouldn't be doing it mm-hmm. right so to me is either it's part of who you are or it's not and mm-hmm. if it's not and you want it to be then you need to revisit your values and reposition your brand yeah well and i'll just you know shout out that you know i guess it was five or six years ago i got to work on a product a project for for adidas they were introducing a new product here in in america and they brought me in for help on the digital strategy and one of the things that just is overwhelming about working with adidas is that they are a values oriented company they have very very strong values about how they treat people how they treat people in the entire supply chain their regard of consumers so um it it must be a lot easier to work for a company that has strong values than you know a company that's pushing you in different ways 
Thank you so much for your time today. We could go on and on, and hopefully someday, <laughs> someday we will. Uh, but this yeah. has been a real treat for me, and I'm 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 sure it's been a real treat for our uh, for our listeners as well. Hey, Fabio, you know where could people if they want to follow you and connect to you? Um, where 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 would we send people to uh, have people you know follow you and uh, learn more about what you're up to? I mean, um, I have a website which is fabiotambosi.com, mm-hmm. right? F A B I O T A N B O S I dot com. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll put a link but in also, the sh- we'll put a link in the yeah. show notes to that. But also, usually to your point, like LinkedIn to me right now, it's one of the most connected platforms for mm-hmm. people like us. So uh, I always, you know, say link- LinkedIn gives you qualified connections, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not just followers, right? So just hook, hook up with me and connect with me on LinkedIn. Well, thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening. We never take you for granted. You know, a lot of podcasts have had a, you know, real loss of of, of downloads during the pandemic. And, and we've been hanging in there. And we just appreciate all of you. Uh, we know you're passionate about our show. We love hearing from you. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to our show. And uh, thanks again to our special guest today, Fabio Tambosi. Brooke will be back with us next show. So long, everyone. We'll see you next time on The Marketing Companion. 